The Zed Run Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can just win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. So head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all our free picks and podcasts. And welcome, everybody, to a special episode. Of, or, I mean, actually, this is kind of what we're going to be doing going forward. But I'm so stoked to have our first interview and our first guest, Mr. Dan Chan himself. Dan, how are you doing, buddy? Good. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, by the way, I'm Scott, and this is Chase. Uh, uh, we're the two co-hosts of the program here. Yeah. We, have, we have our buddy in the UK, Malcolm, that helps us call races and whatnot, too. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm so – because, like – when I first started like getting into Zed and listening to these other shows, I heard you on a couple and I was like, I like this dude. <laughs> like, I get this guy where he's coming from, like immediately. Like, yeah, it's kind of that, you know, that kind of that old school gambler kind of, you know? Yeah. No, feel, totally. I guess. And so, yeah, like you were just telling us before, like, so your day job outside of Zed run is you are a professional gambler. Yeah, I still do sports bet. Yeah, and I actually still do modeling of lines for. Uh, I do WNBA currently, but yeah, I still do lines as well. So, like, explain because like a lot of our listeners are DJ and sports gamblers because we are on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So, kind of explain to them how you kind of model your lines, like a real basic kind of overview of it. Well, you know what I use is I I actually use line history to generate a, a, a line where a lot of people use. Uh, like points in the paint or uh, time of possession or, you know, like actual game statistics. I don't do that. I model my lines based on the historical odds. Well, that makes sense. Like, you know, like what's happened. I mean, like, I well, mean, the, thing, the, the thing is, is you got to understand like the, the, the sharpness of the line is so, you know, the closing line efficiency and value in the line is so good that it's, basically the opinions of all the experts together into a line. So I go to the line, I remove the juice, and then I use those lines to form tomorrow's lines. All right. All right. It's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, uh, like I, I'm really into fantasy, like uh, the FFPC, like high stakes fantasy football and stuff where I do a few thousand dollars in teams a year now. And uh, like, but that's kind of what got me into Zed Run because I do think there's a big overlap. And like, obviously, the horse racing angle is gambling influence, but like, I think there's a like a big overlap for like poker players and like fantasy players in this. Well, I think a lot of players are fantasy and poker players, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it just makes sense because you're constantly having to like size things up on the fly. Like, and I feel like I'm building like with my stable, I'm building my dynasty roster. Like, yeah right yeah i can see like totally like you're working with a cap you're kind yeah. of doing the same things right yeah yeah totally but the, the question is my cap just keeps going up and up and up and i don't have to if i could if i could afford this draft pick i'm getting <laughs> see for for me i mean i came from almost exclusively like a horse racing background with you know dabbling in 
poker a little bit, dabbling in fantasy a little bit, but not getting, you know, super deep into that data. I have my own horse racing data to get into it. And like, I, I don't know, the transition has been amazing because now I'm thinking about all these different like actual horse racing things. How do they apply to Zed? Like, how does pace potentially apply to it? You know, that th- things like that. And even like the future of, of where it might go, being able to bet on individual races. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple sites now that currently do like a little bit of paramutual stuff. I mean, I think it's real small. Currently, yeah, but- you probably shouldn't have told me that, Dan. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a couple offering daily fantasy lineups too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's out there. I actually met the Zed Bet guys who were doing that over their Twitch stream, but what they did was like uh, they couldn't actually offer real wagering, so it was like you're playing for tokens, and then their tokens, like whoever had the t- most like top five at the end of the night, like number five won a T-shirt, but number one won like a Z3 Zabo. So, like, right. Yeah. So, right. It, I mean, it, it's money, right? I mean, yeah. Technically. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're if you're getting up there in the big prizes, like you're winning decent stuff. Like so. But no, that's so cool. Like, I, I think, you know, you're definitely a perfect to be our first guest on this network with this show, because like with your gambling background, the fact that we're just we're just all DGENs. Like, I think it's pretty cool. But, like, one of the things that stood out to me, like, right away when I heard you, uh, I think it was on the Zed Insights show, but you were talking about, uh, you're, you're one of the only people I've heard talk about this, that horses have an actual breeding score built in the same way they do, like, a basic, like, a your the fitness score or the variant score or whatever. Like, Yeah, yeah. So they have, like, a breeding fitness or a breeding skill, let's call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of look at them a little bit different than some other people do, but... I, you know, most people have like the three basic traits that they work with. They work with, you know, the variance, the base ability and the distance preference. And I kind of add a few more little things in there. I I do a thing where I take like the top percentage of times. And then I try to take that top percentage of times and try to try to get the median of those top percentage of times to kind of correlate with the base ability and the variance, because I think base ability and variance can create noise between each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm already enthralled. Okay, this is a good idea for interview because I'm, I'm already locked <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. See, I knew this would be right up your alley, Chief. Like, dude, like... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so like... Yeah, speaking my language. But no, so like, uh, it's interesting because like the next thing I actually wanted to bring up was like speed deviations because I noticed on your site, uh, stacknax.com, which everybody needs to check out. Drop what you're doing, check it out. It's incredible. Then, then pause it, then get back to us later because this really is incredible what you've laid out here. And like... You have that like median uh, speed score on there, which I was immediately just blown away by. Yeah, I think that, you know, a, a lot of people look at the standard deviation and the standard deviation in most scenarios has normal distribution where, you know, the distribution's high or low evenly on both sides. Well, I think that in the said horse world, they use a little bit of a randomizer so we don't get a true time to kind of keep us from getting, you know, too much information about the horses. So by giving us this kind of randomized finish time, the standard deviation is not really true and it's definitely not a normal distribution. So because that happens, you wanna kind of focus on the mean and then you need to be able to start looking at the gaps and the segmenting between the different horses in the race. And then of course you're gonna, you know, if you wanna get more complex, you can add in strength of field, average Z number, you know, because Basically, I mean, it's kind of changed with the breeding updates, but before 
the Z number was very indicative of skill, right? Like there was a very small range that a Z3 could run in. They weren't like better than the best Z1 and they were never worse than like the best Z7 or something, you know? I mean, okay. generally, Yeah. I mean, there may be outliers, but generally that, so by using the average Z number, finding some spaces and gapping in the times, you can normalize it a little better and you can kind of determine what the variance of level is and how much actual base or median speed that the horse has. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because, like, I've noticed, too, like, we're, like, I have courses ranging anywhere that are, like, kind of going back and forth from straddling class one, class two, all the way down to class five. And, like, my thousand, my, my sprinters will run similar times across all, you know, whatever. Like, so is, do you think it, like, is that coming from what the field's doing kind of thing? Or you're in this field, so you're getting this response by the algorithms? Kind of, like, you kind of, you get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, because Scott, I was thinking the exact same thing today. Like, how much, how much does pace actually play into this? Like, if they're like, I have a few horses that I know want to go really fast to uh, the thousand meters to go mark, and uh, if there are a bunch of other horses that like to do that and then fade to the back, like mine, like, is that going to you know generate a little bit slower, you know, a little bit slower speed, a little bit slower time, as opposed to if you have a bunch of horses that like to just run completely on the front um that i don't know that's that, a lot of where my, my horse racing background comes into it but like that i mean that can affect you know like buyer speed figures and things i i'm really curious if that affects like a you know like a speed score or just a time you know for a regular zed run race i i think it's more the the visuals are more visual i, I don't think they're very correlated to the actual result of the race or how it's ran i think the visuals are pretty visual i think it's been okay. pretty much clarified by zed that that the, you shouldn't take into account the visuals very much they don't really mean a lot but i will say this horses that have a very high level of variance have a very it's correlated pretty well with dropping way back almost to the end and then having that huge slingshot effect to kind of like close you know yeah. in, in the horse right. racing world you call it closing you know, like closing speed, sure. you know, and and horses that tend to break early. It, it, now, I don't know if the visuals is, it's caused by some kind of way that they've, you know, set it up or designed it, but horses that tend to break early and kind of hold that steady speed tend to more often be your horses that have a very high base ability. It's yeah. not like something that I've actually looked at, went through all the data. I'm just saying experience of seeing the different molds and the different types of horses. Horses that have huge variants are gonna uh, more times than not show you that huge slingshot effect. And then horses that are very, say don't have a lot of variants, have a very you know consistent median time where they're very close to their median time. Those horses are just gonna kind of just trot along the whole way. So like, would you say like a horse, uh, like, cause I know you're like, you're. I'm amazed with your record in Griffin races. What, what's your winning percentage right now on those? I, yeah, it's something stupid. I don't know. I think it's like 16% right now or <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. 17%. <laughs> like that, that's absolutely insane. I mean, that, that obviously means you know what you're doing as far as breeding and putting things together and getting them in these races because it's like that. that's just absurd that like first time out they're, they're hitting at that kind of rate. But now – Yeah, at one, at one time I was like way ahead of like the whole field like ton. I mean, there, there's a lot of better players now than there was then, but yeah. But say, so, but like I heard, I, I was just listening to you on a show today where you're talking about kind of like, you're not paying attention to like when it's drawing flames or when it's, you're paying attention more to in the early, 
how what you want to see where it's bad right away. Yeah, I, I think it's better to try to chase bad, right? Like take advantage of figuring out your bad when it's free, when it doesn't matter. And then knowing with experience that if you can chase that bad and start at a lower spot, then you can try to recoup at least your breeding cost or you know even be profitable when you know what your good's gonna be and you're actually in paid racing in lower classes so that you can raise the stakes. You know, it's kind of like, uh, think of it as, playing poker, right? You walk up to a table, you sit down, you don't know anybody at the table. So hey, maybe you do some fives and maybe you do some tens. And then once you kind of got a good feel for the table, now it's when you say, okay, hey, let's, you know, let's do 20s, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of the same philosophy, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Like, and like, uh, cause like, I was thinking too, like, so like in a Griffin race though, like, like, what would you say? Like a horse that's like finishing like absurdly like behind everybody in 12th place in a decent field. Like we're looking at a horse that possibly has that really high variant score. That's also going to blow everybody away by that much. Yeah. I, I think that the 12th is, is really important in for, for a couple of reasons, uh, a strong 12th in a mid distance or well, more, more than likely, you know, in a mid distance is going to indicate that the horses possibly has, has very high variance. A 12th place finish without flames in a, in a, marathon or a sprint like a real short race or a real long race will usually indicate if the horse has a low enough z number where they should probably flame in even just any kind of field and they still can finish like 12 and not flame in an opposite distance that would imply that that is their opposite distance preference right like if they really like to run short and you put them in a really long race and they have a low z number they should be flaming if they like anything except the complete opposite distance. Okay. So I I have a question in terms of what what role does can a person play in any way in manipulating the performance of their horses? And when I say that, I don't of course mean like a cheat code or anything unsavory or anything like that. Like I was looking through the results of one of my horses and I noticed that you know, like I pulled everything into a spreadsheet, uh, filtered everything down to my wins, and then also set up a little formula that was just like, what's the change in distance between this race and last race? And with that horse, I noticed that uh, the horse would seem to run its best whenever it was coming off of a, dis a cutback in distance from uh, of like 200 to 400 meters. And so what I started trying to do is kind of something you mentioned, like kind of you know, a little bit of like picking your spot, uh, like whenever these horses weren't eligible or pretty much were out of whatever like free tournament was going on on Zed is when I would start working them, working the horse up in distance so that when it got time for the next tournament, I'd be cutting it back to where it was, it was good again. Like, is, is there anything to that or am I like just tinfoil hat guy right now? I think that, you know, well, first let's full disclosure, we don't know anything about the algorithm, right? None of us. Yeah, like, sure. Like, like that could be like 100% true. And I could tell you, it means absolutely nothing, but we don't really know the algorithm. And, and, and another thing that people need to take into consideration when you think of this, and this is where a lot of the data scientists and really smart people that play the game get a little bit off track is it's a video game, right? Like if you played, if you played Mario Brothers, do you think that that little tiny guy could carry a hammer bigger than him and swing it? 
I mean, I mean, it, it does. It doesn't yes, make sense. Yes, but right? I have certain mental issues uh, that, that, <laughs> that make me think that. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yes. So, so in in the sense of a video game, could there be you know little quirks or even coding errors or even some things that that occur just because of how it's coded, or maybe they designed it that way, right? Like to kind of create a way that people could kind of go in and find some kind of you know kind of pattern that would work for them or they would feel consistent with. You know, one of the good tricks to a, a video poker machine, and I've seen pit bosses do this, when they get a new vendor that's trying to sell them machines, they will they will look at the machine and they'll play it a few times. And if the machine is like super random and like completely just like, you know, they're like, oh God, you know, I mean, it's okay that, you know, obviously we want this thing to do a 99% payout and keep a penny, but, we want it to look like people are getting hot or people are getting cold. We don't want it to be this like, you know, the natural feeling for any kind of gambler or better is, is to get warm, right? In betting psychology, the way you bet more and the way you play more is if you feel like you're getting warm, right? Yeah, you're that's, the, that's what you want to do. You want to get hot. Oh, I won 10 straight. Oh, I'm hot. You know, I've only lost one out of the last 12 bets I made on the Knicks. So there's a lot of psychology that could go into that as well. So I could see if someone had designed it advanced enough, they would be able to say, hey, look, if these horses are really good at 1600 and they run at 18, when they run 1600 the next time, give them a little boost, right? I mean, do you see the psychology there? So that you could get that pattern, so you could like that pattern, so you get comfortable with that pattern and maybe you play that pattern. And then over the long, you know, huge sample size and stretched over this huge market, the market, it may come back to reality, what the real numbers really are. But it can use that little spot right there to maybe give you a feeling of you've figured something out. All right. All right. All right we'll take our first right. break real quick. And then I we'll... don't feel discouraged. That's for sure. <laughs> and then we're going to be right back. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Bet $500 plus on sports or, or the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. If a patron wagers $1,000 on sports, they're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And also brought to you by the SGPN NBA Finals Contest. The SGPN Sports Gambling Podcast Network is giving away $500 in their NBA Finals Props Contest. Completely free to enter. Exclusively on the SGPN app. Just download the app and hit Contest tab to get your entry in. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. 
I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason why I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to, to play the new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group, sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Okay, we are back. Uh, um, all right, so, uh, Dan, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, like, what are you looking for when you're buying off the open market, when it's not something that you're breeding out of your own stable? Like, what, what are, like, like, what's, like, a key detail that, like, that's the first thing maybe you look at when you're buying? I, I like a horse that has a lot of wind share. Uh, it, feel, it feels like, to me, like, I mean, like, I mean, just like common sense, right? Let's forget about math and data science. Common sense is if I gave you 10 horses that won eight out of 10 races, you got a pretty good chance of getting a good one. You don't agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I really like to look for wind share to start out with. I don't like to look at a horse that has, oh, he's got this great time in this one race, but he ran six, 10 times after that. So maybe there's potential there. I prefer for a horse to have a lot of wind share. I want to see a horse have a, a good chunk of wind share to show that they got the juice and can get it done. Yeah, you know, it's because like I, I kind of uh, am building my stable around your. Uh, I listened to you on I think it was on in Zed Insights, but you're saying how uh, a good way to get started is like get that Z7 Finney uh, male, and then some Z8 Buterins and start cranking out those Z15 Buterin legendaries. And so I have my first Z, uh, my 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 male and my first two females. And, uh, the, okay. The last, the second female I bought, she was so cheap. I just kind of was like, ah, fuck it. But on the first two, like they both produced some pretty good horses and they haven't done that well themselves. But like, I was looking at them, like, I think I'm going to get like a winner, like one out of every eight or so with these two, like, like a, like a really good horse. Well, yeah. And I, I think, you know, like recently the algorithm just changed a little bit in the breeding. So it's a little bit more focused on the parents' abilities and their, you know, so when you're using Genesis, you're making legendaries. Yeah. And I think it's a little more focused now on actually the performance of the parents than it was before. Before it was a little bit more based on, and I always kind of felt like there was so many breeds of legendary Finney Z12s and so many breeds of legendary Buterin 15s that sure, maybe it's regression to the mean, Maybe it's, you know, it's, it's going to be something along the lines of, you know, this recency bias or, you know, some of these different kinds of biases that we get in sports betting. But I always felt like there was some reason that those horses bred well together, whether it was the way the code was designed, whether it was the way that a, a, a buterin A and a seven go together, or maybe it was the way a, a seven and five go together. I don't know. Yeah, but I always felt like something was there. It's wild because, like, I've I was doing my homework before I started making these purchases, and I, like, it's it's kind of insane how if you just look up Z15 Legendary Buterin, 
like how many of them because like you're only going to get that combo with a finny and a like whether it's a five and a ten a nine and a six or a seven and eight you're only going to get those combos with a finny and a debuterin but what i noticed was like it was like something like one out of three were profitable and like 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 maybe 10 bucks or so on the profit margin but like they were decent horses like for the most part and uh, a lot of them were unraced. So then you like you figure a few of those are probably monsters in their own right. Like, and they're affordable, right? They're not yeah. this extreme crazy. You know, you're well, your pocket string. I thought the price point on it for it's like where it's like once I really start breeding them full time, it's like you know I can it's it's affordable enough for me to just keep cranking them out every month. You know, and and until I get the the really good ones. Whereas like I couldn't afford to do it with the Zabos or Nax right now. You know, like. Yeah, it's such a huge investment that, like, if those come out bad, it's bad. You know? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're taking yeah. a hit. Yeah. Whereas this, I'm, mean, I'm having fucking fun with this. This is, this is money I would have normally spent at the sports book anyway. So, <laughs> right. You know, like, I, I'm a fucking gambler, dude. This is like, and this is a, I haven't taken a loss on these until I sell them. So you know, like, so I, in regards to breeding. Do we think that there is a like a dominant side, be it like the the sire or the dam, that predicts the uh, the foal's ability at different distances? Like, I have a theory with you know, I call it meat sack horse racing. Uh, now that I'm into into Zed, but uh, you know, my theory of meat sack racing is that uh, the the distance ability of a foal comes from the mare side. Uh, do, is there any? Do you think there's any sort of like correlation to that in uh, in Zed Run that maybe one parent is more of the the side that you look to for distance preference, whereas you know you look to the other side of the bloodline for you know another tendency of the horse? I actually haven't looked at that specifically as far as like where that where the the good comes from, mm-hmm. but I would I know historically that if if a female was a better breed scoring horse. Usually the foal was a little bit better than if the male was. So it kind of felt like previously before the breeding algo changes that the mare had a lot more to do with the, you know, the foals production than anything else. You know, it's, it's funny that you, you mentioned this and you miss, you know, you're talking about the, the algorithm and everything because Scott and I have talked about this before and we were talking about uh crown pride after crown pride won the, or sorry, was in the, uh, uh, the Kentucky Derby and like leading up to it, they, they put a lot of like emphasis on this, like essentially the, how the Japanese are handling their bloodstock in terms of uh, they're doing less investing in like, you know, getting all these brand names, you know, huge stallions to come and stand in Japan. And instead they put their money into mares and really, really high quality mares. And then they have a couple of, you know, just good, you know, really good stallions to go with it. And, you know, it's funny. Like we were thinking about this was like, okay, well, who wrote who wrote the algorithm? I mean, was it possibly someone in Japan? Like, could it be could it be that they look at it the same way and we found something here? Or you know, like that that was that's it's super interesting. That's one of the things that I, I wish I still had my uh, my old corporate job computer because I would just be digging and digging into it. But like, don't you think like like? But somebody wrote it, right? Like a human right. wrote this. This isn't God, right? This right. isn't yeah. nature. <laughs> There's a human that did this. And one of the things with humans is humans tend to have a lot of tendencies. Yeah, we, we're, we're predictable. There's patterns here. Like... Right, yeah. And even just in, in the way that they code, like, you know, 
I don't know if you watch some movies on TV or whatever, but like good coders that are like, are these super hackers or whatever, they can look at a hack and say, oh, that was written by blah, blah, blah. Like they can look at it like it's art. So, you know, coders have a signature and, and coders do things a certain way and, and coders make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, no, and because like uh, I have a horse, Sunset Boulevard. That was the fr- I bought a couple like really cheap pacers when I first started, just to see get an see if my the thing would work before I put real mo- like you know money into it and everything, just to make sure I knew how to set up the wallet, do all that, and and then I immediately bought this uh, Z twenty Buterin that was cheap, but dude, she's won for me like fourteen, fifteen percent. She's got a really high variance score, so she's either going you know 10th 11th 12th pretty consistently or winning you know there's not a lot of second and third podiums with her but it's funny because when chase bought his first horse i was like oh let me run her at an off distance against you in in this one because it'll be fun i'll I'll give you kind of a an edge to yourself and then she went out and fucking won it was it went up to 88 miles per hour and went back in time it was amazing it was hilarious (laughs) i was like sorry dude i i was trying to not win that one i was still a thousand meters out he was at the friggin under the sea dance (laughs) see see but that's what's really cool about variance horses like i really love to own variance horses because they're way less predictable yeah these like they, yeah, there's so much fun, you know, like, they, yeah. like they're going to either go out there and run 12th and finish five seconds behind the field, or they're going to just blow the field away and win by a mile. And that's awesome. That's so much fun. It's like that's being the a DJ. It's like, yeah, it's like being a Syracuse fan in college basketball. Like they're, they're going to have some <laughs> highs and lows all over the place. Like, Listen, statistically, the more of your starting five that came from Jim Beheim's ball sack, the, the less your point production is going to be. That's my thought. <laughs> But no, like, hey, so here's a question that I, I kind of want to start asking everybody that comes on here. But do you think there's a sea biscuit out there? And what I mean by that is some like, like, donk, perceived donkey that no one sees coming that turns it on like after so many races or something like that. Uh, I bought I bought it like a week ago. <laughs> its name is is sorry I'm running late. I got it for eight bucks, and this thing is going to be a star. <laughs> You know, there's 350,000 horses out there, right? I mean, I think we're at 420,000 in horse IDs, but I think actual count is close to like 350,000. There's going to be a half a million. There's going to be a million horses at some point, right? Yeah. So there's going to be something, right? I mean, yeah, like something has to come out of nowhere is what I'm thinking. Like, like, I mean, just in pure, you know, law of large numbers, something crazy has to come out, right? Yeah, yeah, I like guess I keep thinking there's got to be because like I really think it'd be cool. Like one of the things I'm a big fan of is what you're doing with your attorneys and stuff. Is like I've always like double ups, dude. That was long needed in Zed is to be a eh, if you have kind of an A shaped horse, dude. That double up becomes kind of a coin toss if it's gonna be like sixth or seventh, and that's a lot of fun. Like yeah, and, and you know it's amazing to me that Zed has been doing the exact same thing so long. It's like. Everyone knows, like, I mean, think of the sports books that you use. I mean, just think back, think of how many times the interface has changed. Think yeah. of how many times they've changed the bonus structure. Think of how many times they, they add different kind of, I mean, it, I, it hasn't even been that long that they've been doing same game parlays, right? Like same game parlays didn't even exist two years ago or something. Or like live parlays. Uh, I live in Vegas and uh, Boyd Casinos in their sports book now do live parlays. 
Yeah, I mean, like, and, and it's always something fresh, right? Like, yeah, like like live money line parlays is like crack in there, man. It's so much fun. <laughs> but, but, but you understand the psychology, right? Like, the psych of it is is that players know that they can't. Okay, so every player bets the the, the money line, right? I'll yeah. take the favorite every game, minus one fifty, perfect bet for me. I risk 150 bucks. I win 100 bucks. I got the favorite. I got a good chance of winning. I'm going to be happy. That, that was the bet for what, 100 years? And then everyone had the road dog, right? Like you take the road dog with the points because, you know, everyone likes the favorite. So the point line moves a little bit. So you might get a little extra juice on the line. So the road dog was the play. Well, then people realized that, hey, Vegas isn't dumb. Those lines are sharp. You're going to still lose. And people learn that. So guess what Vegas has to do? They have to offer something else. They have to give you another opportunity. Now we got teasers, pleasers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and that's one of the biggest, you know, um, bell balls that Zed is, is done is you, you need to constantly be given. I mean, like, even if you watch my tournaments, right? I started out with double ups in regular racing. Then I added three, five, sevens. Then I added four, two, sixes. Then I did magic eight. Then I did the, the odd only finishes. Then I did a reverse Fibonacci where you had to finish 12. You have to always be adding something fresh because if you don't, people already know in their head and their mind that they've lost already. Yeah. Before yeah. they even bet. I mean, I could walk around a casino. I don't ever play table games. That's by rules. I don't, I just bet horses and sports living here. Stay away from the table games. Oh, I'll, I'll play video poker just to get free beers. But, uh, like, <laughs> But like the, the key is, is like you walk around the ta- the pits and you see all these tables and every blackjack table now has like a big side progressive jackpot on it. Like there's hardly any regular just blackjack tables anymore or anything like right. that. Yeah, but, and you see the same thing in blackjack, right? Remember, I mean, you don't have to be that old to remember when blackjack tables were straight up 21. Yeah. Now just- you split. Now you got to Now you can split hands. Now you can play the progressive slot. Yeah. Now you can. Now you can add, you know, you could do the three hands or they even have the, what's the new one where you can like mix switch cards or something. Yeah. Like you you can can cards. Well, and now they have the progressive, like a uh, heads up, hold them where you play hold them hands. Like it's blackjack against the dealer. Is there a mouse trap? Like, you know, marble and ball involved in this. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I, have to, I I live in Arkansas. Like I have to go to to like an Indian casino to play blackjack, and I still have to pay an ante per hand. I'm pretty well done with that. <laughs> but but do you see, like it's just there's no way that you can continually just keep doing the same thing because betters lose. Right. Like here's what Zed should be doing. I mean, I, I think I've heard you say this, Dan, but it's like like go to like DraftKings and FanDuel, get the guys that were competing with each other that, at those places to invent stuff. And get them working together on Zet. Like, that's the kind of shit they need to be doing. I mean, I mean, they could just literally go to DraftKings and just copy their their board, right? I mean, right. I mean, yeah. Just like go that. straight to the, the the lobby and just copy literally everything that's in there. Yeah, because you have, but, you have like the the cheap uh, like have like one dollar satellites, where if you win in those, you get to qualify to pay for a bigger pot. Where all, like all those all those dollars went to you know three big races or something like that. I mean, there's so many ways they could do it. Like, but, but, but you have to do that because when you don't do that, you take away hope and you take people away from the game because there is no hope to win. Yeah, I mean, I think the more lotto ticket opportunities that are in the game, the more people are going to play. Just, just human nature. They want to try and win the big jackpot. 
and the, the the blackjack table was a perfect example right like they add all these different elements to it right like there's always these new things the slot machines are the same way right remember it used to be three cherries now it's yeah 25 now you can play like lines. 150 lines on some machines like <laughs> and, and the only reason they do that they didn't change the ratios they didn't change the, the hold they didn't change the juice they didn't change the rate all they've done is change the way the game looks so that you feel like you have a chance yeah yeah man yeah we should we should uh you know if that ever goes public we need to make you chairman of the board over there so we can get... you've got my vote yeah you've got my vote. <laughs> i mean it oh. makes sense though right i mean it's just it's just like common sense to just you i mean like how can you just sit there and play the exact same game with the exact same tournaments every single day with the exact same horses and expect people to keep doing that yeah, I mean, it just becomes insanity at that point, at a certain point where it's like you're expecting different results. We we know like arbitrage is going to dominate anything that, that they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it'd be like sitting at the same poker table, you know, with the same guys every single day. Yeah, with Amarillo Slim and like, Doyle Brunson all day. Like, <laughs> Yeah, how many times are you going to walk in there and, and be serious and put your money up, you know? three four five ten a hundred how many times yeah. and, and 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 you know that tolerance level is different depending on how degen you are but at some point everyone just kind of says eh, i'll just go do something else and that's absolutely what we don't need right no i mean Games, the whole park around the corner praying for a lazy repo man that's my mode <laughs> i mean the whole point of us doing this show is really we just want to try and help people get on board it as much as possible you know like get people into this game because i'm having so much fun with it and like I don't know. I, I grew up playing like strategy sports video games. Uh, I kind of got into crypto a couple years ago and I made a little bit of profit on that. And then like you combine those with my love of DGen gambling. Like Zed was like the perfect overlay for a guy. Like I am the perfect demographic for this. Like, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm asking you now, do, do you see the monotonous and the, and the lack yeah, of no, hope like, and like, well, a chance? Like the pity point is a fucking joke. Like, I mean, they just need to get rid of that because unless you're going to reward fourth place in the quarterfinals, who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, the whole strategy is I'm going through my barn and trying to find the horses that had what distances that they're going to they're going to be finishing fourth and fifth the most often and running them in there. And then now I'm going to be entering them in a tournament at that same distance. And now they're expected to win when all they do is normally win, finish fourth or fifth. I mean, I know. I know, you know, it's a roll of the dice. There's a lot of variation and everything, but still it's like, I feel like I'm not, I'm not playing with a full deck here. I don't, I don't have a full clip whenever I hit that situation. Yeah. I think that, you know, when you're talking about horses that like to run fourth, you know, third to seventh, you're talking about horses that have very high base ability and lower variance. So it even becomes, you, you can probably even look at it. I would almost guarantee, I have not looked at the numbers, but I would guarantee you there's probably 10 horses that absolutely just crush, crush the pity point. And the reason that they do it is because they have very high base ability, very low variance. And when they're facing a bunch of other horses that don't have high ability as they do, when they can just finish first, finish first, finish first. So they raise five fields tough, qualify, get there and then just crush in the in the quarterfinal right. semifinal and finals and you, and you could and you could backdoor qualify in those so easy it's like 
Yeah, there's just no real, there's no real hope. And, and I agree with you at the bidding point. If you're going to run fourth to qualify, you got to run fourth to win. Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I finished fifth in one of those, and I was like, all right, that should get, that should get me paid. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, why, why, why did I try to pick a horse at the right, you know, why did I try and do this this way? Like, it seems so silly. Like, but I, you know, I think uh, two things I think would really be cool is like, so I've been going to these triple crown events that they've been doing here in Vegas and uh, I won a horse at the last one. And it, okay. I mean, I bitched about it last week, but everybody else won something like in the Z tens, teens kind of thing. And my race was the only one with like Z forties, fifties and sixties. And so I won like a Z 46, <laughs> like not, like not to complain. Like it was cool. But He's not like, bitter. He's not yeah. bitter. <laughs> not, yeah, I'm not bitter. But no, the cool I I'm so because I won one of those uh, 3D printout trophies that came with it, and so that that thing's super. So like, and like there's a FPC code that you can scan on. He could have gotten the hand sculpted one. He's not bitter though. He's not bitter. <laughs> no, no, but like, but it's funny because my buddy from work went and he won one, and his horse is looking like a fucking monster. Like it's it's looking very. It's a Z15 uh, Finney exclusive where it was like five on five on a five. And it, it, dude, it's, it's, it's doing pretty well. Like I'm, I'm, and, but it's like, that's the kind of, like, I realized like, okay, I brought my friend to this thing with me. He wasn't in the game at all. Didn't have anything going. And then walks out of there with a horse. That's good for his first experience and got to root it on in front of a room full of people where he's winning. Like that kind that he's in for life now. <laughs> like, and like, yeah. And, and that's the kind of experience that they need to have. Was that with Mike and Vinny from soul from the Mullah brothers? Uh, he won it. Uh, same. Oh God, Legend it was a Vegas Day. event. Yeah, yeah, it was the for the Kentucky Derby that one, and then I won mine at the Preakness event. And then there's one coming up for Belmont next week. That uh, and I guess they're gonna be doing these once a month now, man. You got to, dude. You got to get out here for one of these so we can hang out. And uh, I, I think it's Mike and Vinny that are putting those on. They're, I know them really well. They're, it was they're uh, really cool Justin was the guy from Zed that was doing these, and then there was a uh, Rod. Uh, I met a few. I met the guys from Zed Bet. They were doing it, but dude, there was a lot. I, I think the guy putting this on was like the Vegas NFT guy, and so it's kind of, it's kind of funny because it was like on this last on the Preakness one, there was all these guys standing there, and I was like, hey, uh, what 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 are your guys' stables? You know, like, you know, what what, what do you got in your what horses you guys got? Kind of thing. Oh, I like at a certain point you start noticing that you're racing against the same people over and over again in a lot of these. So like I was trying to see if there was any familiar stable names, and they all looked at me like like I was speaking Vietnamese to them or some shit. Like like they 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 were so confused, and then they were like, "I'm like, dude, you guys are at a Zed Run event. How do you not know? Like at least like even if you don't have a stable, you should be at least aware that they exist. Like this isn't the craziest thing ever. So it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, those Vegas events look great, man. What uh. They have them, I think, once a month now, right? Like you said, they yeah, have them uh, once a month. Well, they did. They're doing it for the Triple Crown, but it, I was talking to the guy who was uh, putting it together, and it looks like it's gonna be a monthly thing at this place, Starbase, uh, uh, Starbase Las Vegas. So it's just like right around the block from Allegiant Stadium in like the industrial area. So it's a cool little low pro place, and they've been getting like food trucks, taco trucks, some kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Little, you know, it's fun. You know, if you can, yeah, if awesome. they have one with prime rib, I'm out there. But like, what I realized is like. <laughs> because <laughs> our network's been doing more and more stuff at the win through the blue wire studios and like i kind of talked to one of the guys there like in march where they were thinking about doing some zed run stuff at the win and like i'm thinking of the future right 
because uh, they're going to be opening an, an Atari casino on the Strip. And since they're a big partner with Zed, I'm picturing like on the 20th floor of the Atari casino, like a VR room where we can put goggles on and watch our horses run down the Strip against each other. Oh, that would be awesome. Right? Wouldn't that be like the yeah. coolest thing? Like, yeah. But like, yeah. just I, like you toss in a bag of mushrooms with that, and I'm pretty well, I'm pretty well locked in. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, and That's like, gotta I'm, be a given, though, right? They gotta be doing that in Atari. There's gotta be some Zed in there somewhere, right? Like yeah, right. I mean, gambling, that's what, betting. dude. That's what I'm thinking is because Atari's going in big on metaverse casinos in general. Like, they're gonna be doing like virtual casinos, and so if they're doing a physical, like they're doing one in Dubai and one in Vegas, and I think the Vegas one's gonna open in 2024. So it's like, dude, like. I, they gotta have some Zed stuff going on in there. Like, there's no other like. If they do VR, can I request a digital Jeff Bridges on every single <laughs> Zed horse? <laughs> do you, like, what do you guys think of the NASCAR relationship? I thought that was so bizarre. It's it's weird. Like, I, I don't I don't see the connection. Like, I don't I don't. It doesn't fit. Right? No, no. Yeah. Especially like the NASCAR tracks when you race on those. Like, like I rarely watch yeah. races, but. I, I was doing a Twitch stream with my friends and it was, it kept going on the NASCAR tracks. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, 100% data. I've not validated. I think the high side is good on the NASCAR track <laughs> up towards the crowd. <laughs> I always, always choose those posts that again, I also have like a 6% barn. That, so that's maybe don't listen thing. to me. I mean, that's another thing that they need to fix is, I mean, we're just going to do a little bitch session here real quick. Yeah, actually let's, before we bitch about this, uh, let's take a quick word from the sponsor. All right. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sor- source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to truly stay private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. You need this with your Zed stable. This means all your private details, your passwords, your communications, browsing history, horse race history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on ultimate dev- unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even your devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. 
That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. Okay, and we're back. Um, <laughs> so, For see, doing... you know what steams my clams? You know what really, yeah, you, <laughs> you know what really chaps my craw is... Uh, no, dude, like uh, the gate stuff. Like it should be auto gates. Like they like we should just be entering and the first 12 in get in. Like picking the gate is like that does not happen in real horse racing. Like, dude, like, and the fact that. Like, but you know, but, but you know that gate preference is a real trait, right? Like horses technically have gate preference in their DNA. Like they're supposed to run better in certain spots. It is not turned on. There, There's really. Yeah. It's not turned on. They have they have the switch off. So yeah, it doesn't that matter what and, uh, gate you put your horse in. And same with track they have preference. gate preference. And same with track, like uh, surface conditions and stuff too, right? Like that's supposed to be in there. Yeah, surface conditions, firm, hard, soft. Yeah, they have a bunch of different. Uh, actually, they do them in some kind of digital crap way, but it's basically, you know, like mud, soft, you know. Yeah. And they mud, have weather, but gate preference is, but but gate preference is a real thing, and and that's why it's been there, but they have never turned it on. I'm just imagining them sitting next to a gigantic light switch and they're like, should we flip it on for the people now? And they're like, no, they're not, they're not ready yet. Not yet, Josiah. But, but like, think about it though. Like gate preference would be huge, right? Cause it changes the structure of the game. Yeah. So, because where you, where you have all these horses just jumping and piling into these gates because there's great horses, they wouldn't be able to enter if they had to enter different gates because that wouldn't be their preferred gate. And it would do a lot more segmenting in the horses so that we would have better races and we'd be able to thin out some of these superstars from entering every single race. Yeah. Cause like I, a, a princess of power just belongs in her own class. And you know, like, you know, like, like rest of us can't race with that kind of thing. Yeah. So but I, like, imagine if you, if you, if you knew that and you wanted to get in a $50 race, so you just throw a horse. If she knew that she likes gate eight, you just throw a junk horse in the gate eight. And then you can fill the race, you know, with your, your good horse or whatever. Yeah, no, that, that that's actually pretty I mean, there's smart. a lot of strategy. <laughs> there, 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 there is. Yeah. This, well, this is what my, my big thing that I'd like to see. And Scott, if you've got something, I can let you jump no, no, on. No, but, no. Okay. I, I would like to see a further stratification of classes and conditions for for racing i it's kind of what they're doing with like the open class it's only for crosses but i want to see maybe like uh i'm thinking of like you know allowance races where you know maybe instead of adding weight to horses because who knows they might have a i don't know if they've got another giant light switch for weight or not but (laughs) like you know uh say uh horses in this class who have not won uh anything other than races in this class uh in the last you know 30 days something like that you know for, instead of saying like non-winners of, of a, you know a race in in the last year like you would get in a, like a like a regular horse race but like further than that because i think it puts more skill into the player to pick the right spots and get themselves into those like right races and maybe not build out uh, a tournament around that because I don't think that really lends itself to a tournament format because you get really specific, but it lends itself to like single paid races. And I think that's, that's my thing is like, I don't feel like I have a hope in any of the paid races right now. I'm not, I'm trying to, to win my, my 
you know, my fortunes with, with, you know, in terms of digital horses and like, so I'm not going out and shelling out for, for huge thing. I'm essentially just kind of playing the claiming game right now. And that's, you know, being able to pick your spots really kind of helps you rise if you want to do it that way. Well, I mean, that's where I think the game's really going to blow up with like, if we can start getting like match races going, just like, I want to see head to head. Like, just, you know, like old, two, old yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I think party mode is is a huge step that they're gonna have. I think to take, yeah, party right? mode too. Like yeah, exactly. Like because like I I was hanging out after that last event for Preakness. I went to a local Vegas bar with a couple buddies of mine, and I like one of them. Uh, neither of them had gone to the or no, one of them had gone to the event. No, 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 neither of them. It was the Kentucky Derby actually. But I was telling them like about the event. And I was like how fun it was. I'm all imagine like we're at this empty bar that the tv wasn't even on there i'm all imagine if we just asked this bartender hey turn the tv on real quick we want to race our horses against each other like like that would be the fucking coolest thing ever like yeah yeah i'm down for it i mean if it was good enough for mario party like i'm wondering <laughs> good enough for zed too but no hey uh dan i want you to tell that, us more that, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, just uh. Oh no, what were you gonna say about that? And then, because I want you to tell us all about like stack knacks and your blood tool and a lot yes. of that stuff that you're doing. Like, yeah, no. Only thing I was gonna say was just that there needs to be massive segmentation in the game, and there needs to be some creativity, and there needs to be someone that's coming in. And one thing that I think that you absolutely must get rid of immediately is a schedule. I believe yeah. that a schedule is horrible. Because if people have a schedule, they can totally prepare for it. And the recreational players aren't going to do that. And it, it gives even a huge, big, huge edge to the pro players or to the players that are grinders. And it just buries the recreational players even more. If, if the pro players know that Wednesday at 5 p.m. is the Fibonacci and it's, they, they need to down their horses on Monday and Tuesday and they know what time to do that at, and they know exactly how to do that. A schedule really takes the advantage away from the recreational player. I want recreational players to get poked in the finger and leave a drop of blood. I do not want their throat slit. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, no, it's so true too, because it's like, uh, you can't just like be a bunch of sharks that prey on every new person that just comes into the game right away. It's, it's no way to build this game. And like, and like we can't have it to where like everybody who got Z ones are the only people that are ever gonna win for the rest of the game. Like you know, like I mean, wouldn't you like to like have a class? Like let's call it class new. Oh and yeah, class new, class new. You can't leave there. You can't go out of there until you win two races. Once you win two races, you you can never go back to class new. You know, something like that. Maybe five races, but just a place that's safe. That, that the the grinders and the great players can't go and beat up on the new guys where they can play safe race each other and if you win a couple of races you're out of there yeah i picked up a garbage heap uh um pacer that was unnamed just to name it something stupid and throw it on the pacer or the 268 no it was a 268 for the 268 thing this week and it was one of those things where i was like I mean, it's so stupid. It was so stupid to do, but I'm like, well, it's at least giving utility to these kind of horses. But like, like you're saying, like, like okay, just running it through the uh, discovery class and all that. It's so bad, but it still finished at like class five. And I'm just like, what? That's how is there a class six and this thing's not in it? Like, what? What the fuck's going on here? Like, 
Yeah, but I mean, like when you got to that class five, if you had have thrown five bucks down, there would have been 10 wolves that would have sucked that five dollars out of oh, you so yeah. fast. And yeah. and that sucks. That's not a good experience for a new user. Yeah, no, and it was just like I just got this because I was like, all right, I'm gonna trying to trying to fuck around with some of these friends. I actually bought a uh, chase uh, for his birthday last week across yeah. for uh, made, this week's tournament. Made it, he, in, made it. Yeah. He, he made it. Uh, and dude, uh, the closest I've been to reach when, you know, qualifying to a semifinal because like it was like a blanket finish and he was in the mix and, and finished sixth, like, you know, just, just barely edged by like noses and, you know, noses and necks. Which we know now doesn't matter. But that's the thing that that's the thing that's important is right. Like, eh, like you need to have this safe place that new users can come, learn the game, have fun, and take a risk. You know, throw yeah. down five bucks, throw down ten bucks. You're an idiot if you go into said now, run discovery. Your horse is even halfway decent. You go throw it in a ten dollar race. You don't stand a freaking chance. There's no way that you're going to do any good. There's your chances of winning that race are nearly zero. Your odds in that race are probably in the mid thirties. Yeah, mean, it's an act of that, God that's going to get you on that podium. Like, yeah, and that just that just really really sucks, right? Like that that's just not that's not a good environment for to onboard or to get new users. And every new user that comes in has value to all of us, right? Like all of our stuff gains value with every new user that comes in, if they can control the population and do some things with burn and blah 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 blah. But Generally, the more users, the better off we're all going to be as being here before them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, and like, that's why I want to help make this as like an inclusive and fun space for people to get into and make this show like a good starting point for people. Cause like we're, we're kind of learning along with the audience at a certain point here. Like, what, what if yeah. Jesus came back today and played Zed? Would you take his money as soon as he started racing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> yeah that's true that's true i i would yeah I, i'd take jesus's 10 i'll be honest <laughs> no, so, I, okay so so when you talk about stack max right uh-huh it's really cool and and it's cool from i would say stack max is built more for what what would you what would you say i say more of like horse people People yeah, that have yeah. some experience with times and racing and absolutely I, and stuff like that, right? Because most of this other stuff is mostly like computer science spreadsheet stuff that I've seen. Whereas this is the first one that really kind of makes it like it looks like I'm reading kind of like a like an insider racing form. Kind of like, yeah, right. Like, it gives you like a like a like a post, you know, like a, yeah, a yeah. daily form. That's yeah, that's that's the main thing that I want because that also helps you make better informed decisions with who you're inferring in and everything if i can look through and have a quick look at people's you know past performances and be like okay doing this he does this yeah i might not want to pick this race well and also too i mean like uh like sometimes it's like i remember like sometimes i'd be like i get scared off because i see big dogs in a, in a race and i start realizing i don't know that's their tank distance get in that fucking race yeah that's a good that's a good thing too is you know if you can get into those races where if you pay attention to, like, if you use the stack max extension, you can see the horses that have the very high drop rate, which implies that that's their opposite distance. And it's a great race. And it's a great way for you to take advantage, to be able to get in those races, to give yourself a little edge to qualify for tourneys easier and quicker. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's huge. Like I have a weird work schedule kind of, so it's like, I actually set like my rate for, if I'm going to like be going after a tourney, 
like I set it up where I start like the night before at a certain time and it's like exactly 12 hours to my break and that next morning where I run it again to try you know get that next wave at full st- like it's kind of a thing but it's, it's worked a few times now so you are absurd and I want you to tell me your secrets on personal organization so I can start doing the same thing <laughs> me yeah oh yeah yeah so 12 <laughs> hours that's how you map it out okay I gotta well, no, start. I gotta... you know it's gonna be 12 hours and so it's like uh, I take my break every morning at 10 a.m so if I yeah. at 10 if, at 10 p.m I have saw I, I run like hard from like up until 10 p.m and then I know that first break they're all at 100 percent do you to... factor factor in meals or are you combining meal time and, and Z time <laughs> Does does the dump break figure into this at, at any point? No, I mean, dude, it's just my 10 a.m. break. I can go take a dump whenever. I don't need to do it on break. I'm, I'm not working okay. at a I'm not working at an East German sweatshop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, they they like you know they, you gotta clock out when you go to the bathroom and clock yeah, back yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're not, or Amazon. I think you also have to do that at Amazon. Um, <laughs> yeah, this man, this is this has been great. I'm gonna I, man, I. I have so many questions and I know that Dan can't stay and answer them all right now, which makes me sad admittedly, but, uh, you know, I, I think I'll, this little, little taste I'll is always good willing right to, now. Always willing to come back and talk to you guys again. You think up a good question rare for me and I can come back and spend time with you anytime. Hell yeah. We definitely want to have you back in the future. Uh, just before you go though. Uh, so where can people find, okay. Stacknacks.com. Uh, definitely check this out. It's fucking awesome. Like it's my new go-to like analytics yeah. tool. Like, stepnext.com has like connections to everywhere that I am all over, but you know, spot on parts on Twitter, of course. So you can always follow me on Twitter and I'm the best follow in Twitter. Right. Oh I'm yeah. Dude, you know, honestly though, like I seriously think the reason why they're doing these com- conditional tourneys is you like, like a lot of people talk a big game. You said, fuck it. I know how to do this better. And you started your own tourneys and now it forced them to change. It forced them to force their hand. Like you 100% did that. <laughs> I, I think that they have like those things planned. I think that what I do is I kind of like put them on front street, right? Like, yeah, no, you see how, see how hard this is to do. Yeah, no, like, dude, I, you're my hero in this in, in the Zed world, dude. Like, for the I don't and I don't ball wash people normally. Chase will tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but my, but my but my Twitter's great, right? Like, oh yeah, there's a lot yeah. of information in there, and then of course I do the Twitter Spaces on Tuesday nights with some of the like greatest guys in the game i always try to find legends or some great angle with different guys the twitter spaces is every tuesday at nine o'clock new york time awesome awesome and then uh where can people find your attorneys uh the, the attorneys you can go directly to stack max and link right to them like everything is through if you go to stack max you can find everything there awesome awesome yeah because uh you know what we need to like because our, our uh, network has been doing like more twitch streams with this we we need to like team up with uh Figure out when you're doing a good tourney and then have a bunch of our dudes all get in and on at once for our stream. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, the other thing, too, did you see the Flash tourneys? No. The Flash tourneys are insane, right? You go heads up against somebody, you pop 100 bucks, and you don't know who it is. It's 100 bucks, you pop it in there, and it's five races, minimum, maximum. You got two hours to run them, winner take all. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. badass. And they're that's... running twenty four seven. There's Fibonacci. There's three five seven. There's four two sixes, they, and they and it's a two hour tournament. They run from five dollars to twenty five. Some of them are even a hundred bucks, 
and they run two hours. You got to run five races, winner take all. Oh, dude, five dollar, dude. That's so much better than like. See, like, see, you're giving them more utility because it's like five bucks. Hey, I'd rather much better to spend five bucks on that with like a questionable horse of mine than have some fucking fun with it over a couple hours. Then five bucks just to get eaten up by sharks with a shit, you know, like like right away. Like, but, but you know, the, the like good thing about the flash tournaments is like, okay, you know, hey, hey I'm bored. The uh, you know the wife went to the mall with friends or whatever, so. Yeah, I grab a six pack of beers. I jump on a flash tournament, 50 bucks. I'm in. I race for a couple hours. I win 50, lose 50, whatever. It's great entertainment. Huge yeah. entertainment value. Yeah, I'm big on that. Like, uh... Yeah, check out the flash tournaments. They are a blast. And, and they range from, there's winner take all. There's some double ups. There's like a, a five person winner take all where one person gets all fives, five dollars. So you make like 25 bucks. And, and, and they run two hours and you have a minimum of five races, maximum of five races. So there's no chasing. There's, you can run the five all in one minute. You can wait till the last seconds, whatever. It's the, it's the best, the absolute best. Those things are always running, always oh, 24 hours a day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's so awesome. And that's another and, thing and about it, this. Like, dude, I noticed like when I'm up on the weekends, like late night drinking, there's no more games for me to gamble on. Dude, this is a perfect 2 a.m. DJ fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna go over there and kill 25 bucks so quick in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, you could jump in one for five bucks and you're in a tournament and it's ending in two hours. Like you win or lose in two hours. Yeah, that's you should probably do that instead of chasing sunshine and uh, betting on uh, Australian uh, races at like Kunawara Hills Farm and you know <laughs> yeah. all those weird tracks. Uh, dude, there was think, a think of the think of the like fun of it though. You know, it's like it's like you know, you're going to get a six pack. You're going to watch the Knicks game. You're going to put a 50 spot on it. But it, at least in this, you kind of like feel like you have a little bit of control, right? You're like selecting the races. You're picking your right distance. It's so, so user interactive. It's 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 a great platform. Well, yeah, the thing is like uh, my friend that won his horse at the that Kentucky Derby event. It's like he immediately it's like he realized immediately it's like you get this emotional attachment to your horses like it's 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 kind of weird to say but it's like it's true like it's like i'm so invested in these like yeah i'm a big like i love my ucla bruins but man like dude i love my horses like there's a difference i own them like yeah. my yeah, kids I, are gonna know what to do at my funeral whenever they're bequeathed uh five zed run <laughs> horses and a terabyte of brisnet racing forms <laughs> But it was great, man. I appreciate it. Anything else you guys want to ask me? Uh, no. I mean, uh, you know, I think I did have something else. Oh no, yeah, hey, I, I wanted to, just about the blood tool, like because like you have that going. Is that that's all a part of Stack Nax too and stuff right now? Well, the blood tool is actually its own entity, but it yeah. works a lot off of like the Stack Nax data. But but the blood tool is basically a racing breeding. You know, it's got like a bunch of racing tools in it. It's got a bunch of breeding tools. It kind of analyzes the different distance preference that the foals generate. There's all kinds of like different, you know, it, it measures the base ability of horses, the distance preference, stuff like that. It keeps, it, it generates a breeding score for the horses so that you get an idea if they're good breeders or bad breeders. Oh, love that. And, and that's, and then you also have, yeah, so you have the racing, the breeding, and then you have the buying tools. The buying tools are huge. You can set, filters for certain things that you're searching for in the market and it'll alert you when they come available. You can search for certain horses that you're looking for. It has a stud sniper. If you're looking for a specific horse waiting for it to go into stud because you wanted to use it as a stud, it'll alert you when that specific horse goes into stud. It, it just, it's like 20 some tools. It, it's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna try. I'm trying to get the network to buy it for me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a company expense at that point, you know. Like, <laughs> and that, this is just something. I, I mean, I can save it until after after we get done recording because it's just like, hey, can you reshare a Google Doc? That sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, that was that was all all I had. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, no, dude. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And yes, uh, spot on sport. Uh, spot on parts on twitter uh where else can people find and of course uh stacknacks.com um yes stacknacks.com and spot on parts and you know it's funny about spot on parts right it, it's actually a lot of people think like do you sell auto parts or something no <laughs> it's it's spot on parts so i'm very good at some shit right spot on <laughs> parts of stuff yeah <laughs> all right yeah, yeah. see that, that's, that's our speed over here because we you know <laughs> like we take some stuff serious like like our our fake horses but yeah. other things though we are just real pieces of shit about. just real sex panther percentages just you know 50 percent of the time we, we work 100 percent of the time you know <laughs> but yeah dan thank you so much for joining us dude like definitely gonna have you back soon um uh yeah anytime man. anytime you guys want me back just invite me i'm always willing to come up awesome awesome thank you so much and uh yeah uh and Chase, where can people find you on Twitter? You can always find me being abrasive on Twitter at of Oaklawn. That's O F and Oaklawn, like the racetrack. Uh, also, I've got a uh, meat stack horse racing podcast uh, at Notorious underscore OTB. You can find it the Notorious OTB on Spotify. And I also have like the Ultimate Frisbee Betting podcast. But uh, well. That just yeah. kind of speaks for itself. And they're all <laughs> available on our uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network app. So make sure you download the SGPN app and get uh, the articles that uh, I've been writing for Zed Run and uh, all these episodes and everything. So um, also you can find me, Scott underscore Bowser, on Twitter. And, of course, follow the show at Zed Podcast. Uh, thank you much so much, everybody, and we'll see you all next week.